Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Sep Show. Uh, today we'll be talking about uh, some teams in Orlando that came out and just uh, played uh, real good. Uh, starting off with probably the best team in Orlando when didn't lose a single game and was probably uh, one of the teams everyone thought wasn't wasn't even going to compete. The Phoenix Suns ended up with an eight and O record. Uh, uh, beating today uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, also, a surprising game today was Memphis Grizzlies beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but the Suns, let's talk about the Suns for a second. Because Devin Booker, he's in the conversation for the MVP of the bubble. I don't think there's a single game he, has, he hasn't been above 20 or 25 points. I won't have to check that later, but I don't think there's a single game. Uh, from House of Highlights or Bleacher Report, it's always like Devin Booker, 35 in first quarter against Mavericks. Devin Booker, 25 for uh, first half against the Clippers. It's always things like that. So I don't think there's a single game he didn't score above 20 or 25 points. He is... He is probably the MVP of the bubble. And him being the all-star, he probably gets all the credit for the Phoenix Suns' accomplishments. But you also have to look at the people around him. Because Cameron Johnson, he came out uh, as probably a lot of people saw him as a bust. The Phoenix Suns picking him. Uh, But he's actually played really good. Um, He's had some good highlights, assists. been shooting the three ball real good. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, another guy, uh, but who a lot of people Phoenix um, did a mistake choosing him over Luca. But I don't think that might be the ch- uh, the thing because Luca's a shooting guard, right? Uh, and Devin Booker's a shooting guard, so it would make no sense getting Luca if you already have a shooting guard. Instead, they got the center, and uh, judging. Uh, based on the centers there were in that draft class in the 2018 draft class he wasn't a bust because if you look at the centers that were in that draft class Wendell Carter uh, Marvin Bagley uh, was a power forward but you could put him as a center Uh, Mitchell Robinson who was picked in the second round DeAndre Ayton is better than them so yeah does he did DeAndre Ayton deserve the First of to be picked first overall? No, absolutely not. But was he a bust? No. Phoenix picked the player they thought would help them, and he didn't help them as much as they thought they would. He would, but he did because they didn't need a shooting guard. They didn't need a point guard because most point guards in that draft class were undersized. Uh, Trey Young was uh, probably the best point guard and. A back a backcourt of Trey Young and Devin Booker would get would they would probably score 120 points, but they would allow 140. So that's not what they needed. Um, they didn't need Luke as a shooting guard. They needed a center or a big man. And based on the center's big man, they were DeAndre Ayton was the best one, and he has shown that coming out. Uh, he had had some uh, statistic wise, he has had bad games. Uh, there, as the second game, he was in single digit in points, but 
if you if you look at his highlights, you would see that he doesn't need to have the ball to play well. He's an off-ball. He's, he can be both an on-ball and off-ball player. Uh, so, uh, there's a lot of people who say DeAndre Ayton was a bust, but I don't think that. Uh, also, another per, another player who's been doing really good is Mikhail Bridges, who we already know the defensive uh the, that he had the defense, but he has come out and shown us that he also has the offense that the Phoenix Suns needed. Uh, Ricky Rubio, again, he's an amazing passer, and he has had dimes in Orlando. Uh, so the Phoenix Suns are a surprising team, probably the most surprising team, and they are now tied for the eighth record. The Memphis Grizzlies, Portland Trailblazers, and Phoenix Suns are tied for the eighth record they are uh pretty sure 34 and 39 uh let me check that yeah 34 and 39 um they have the same record and uh the the grizzlies played all their games the suns played all their games uh yeah last game today and the trailblazer the Trailblazers are playing right now against the Nets. So, if the Nets beat the Trailblazers, the playing game will be um, Phoenix against Memphis, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because uh, Trailblazers would be half a game behind them. So, the, play, the playing game would be uh, Phoenix versus Memphis. But if the Trailblazers win, um, I'll... Um, they'll have to see how they separate that, but it would either be Trailblazers against uh, against Memphis or Trailblazers against Phoenix. But I think if the Trailblazers win, they should have like a double playing game where it's it's a winner go home situation between the Suns and the Grizzlies. They've both done so well. Uh, you you can't pick between the two because they they would literally finish up with the same record. So it would be really biased to pick between the two, um, and so I think they should have a uh, winner go home situation between the Suns and the Grizzlies, and whoever wins there would play the playing game against the Trailblazers. Just a simple winner go home. Uh, they may schedule that between um, today, August thirteenth, and the start of the playoffs. Uh, if the Trailblazers do win, if the if the Nets win then the playing game would just be the Suns against the Grizzlies. Uh but yeah, uh, uh though the Trailblazers out of those teams would be uh they would probably be the best contender for the eighth seed. Uh as the eighth seed for the first seeded Lakers. Uh again they have they have big men who could block shots uh, like Hassan Weiss and Yusuf Nurkic, they also have Zach Collins coming off the bench, and uh, their deadly backcourt duo and CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, uh, and the it's basically the front court of the Lakers who are good because if you look at their backcourt, Danny Green is a really good player, but he hasn't been hitting his shots uh, in the bubble, uh, and. CJ McCollum. It hasn't. It isn't like he has had big games, but he has been there for the team, and he is part of the reasons why they they have won so many games. Um, and Lillard, 
I mean, he's probably one of the top three point guards of the NBA right now. And so he'd obviously uh, beat in the matchup against the Los Angeles Lakers point guard. Uh, but the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies surprised me because I thought they would come in strong. Uh, but then uh, at the third game, I think, third or fourth game, they played, they lost to Jaron Jackson Jr. And that's when it really, it really started. They, they weren't playing with that much attitude. Uh, but they still, and they beat the Bucks. And they still managed to get in the conversation uh, for the eighth scene. Uh, they also had the last game they beat the Bucks. They also beat the Thunder. And they, did, they didn't get blown out by the Raptors, surprisingly. But yet, yeah, they have had a good run. Uh, but uh, if it is a playing game between the Trailblazers and the Grizzlies, uh, for a better competition and a better first round, I would honestly prefer as much as I like John Moran, Jaron Jackson Jr., and the big group that uh, they have going on there in Memphis for the first round against the Lakers. I'd rather see the Trailblazers in there. But yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies have been a team that surprised everyone. Uh, another team that surprised everyone in not a good way is the Los Angeles Lakers. They just didn't come prepared. Uh, you have, like I said, Danny Green. Danny Green just ha hasn't had it. He hasn't had it at all. The Lakers, uh, they won three games. They went three and five, I'm pretty sure. And they lost against the Kings. The Kings, who ended up with the 13th seed in the West, they lost against the Kings. Uh, and they also had a rough time against the Nuggets. And the Nuggets are a good team. But they're missing, they're missing players. Like, you're going to tell me LeBron James and AD can't take on Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Um, I don't know. Uh, they also lost against the Thunder. Again, LeBron, LeBron is literally no matchup for whoever they're putting on him. Uh, uh, it'd be uh, Andre Roberson, Danilo Gallinari, and also AD has... There's no reason they should have lost that game. Uh, but, yeah, and they haven't been shooting the ball well either. Uh, as a Lakers fan, I'd be worried right now. But, again, it's the Lakers and it's LeBron. And when LeBron wants, wants to um, put in playoff LeBron, there's no one stopping him. Uh, so, uh, I don't know if to be worried about them or just wait until the playoffs. Because if the Trailblazers do do get the AFC, the Lakers are going to have a rough time if they're playing like they're playing right now. Uh, another team that just didn't do as good as expected are the Pelicans. The Pelicans, they they basically got the red carpet to the AFC. Had all the easy games. I talked about this in a podcast before. Be sure to check, check that out after this one. But yeah, they had basically the red carpet, and they blew it. Uh, but 
in the Eastern Conference, it's nothing that crazy. Obviously, the Wizards weren't going to get the AFC. It's basically the same thing. Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, 76ers, Nets, and Magic. Uh, for the first... Alright, let's talk about the 76ers first. Because the 76ers lost Embiid and, and Ben Simmons. And they're going against the Celtics, who have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker. And if you consider him um, a Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, and the 76ers, they lost their top two players in Embiid and Ben Simmons. But still, if Embiid and Ben Simmons were still on the 76ers right now, if they could play against the Celtics in the in the first round I still wouldn't think that they were gonna beat the Celtics the 76ers are a team where they can go on like a 10 game win streak but they can't do it consistently like they can't go on a 10 game win streak then just lose one and win 10 again some the 76ers they win like 10 consistent games then they go on a 10 to 13 losing losing streak and then they start winning games so to go on a seven game on a seven game seven game series against a team that like the Celtics who have both great defenders and great um, attackers and and for them to play out like they're playing right now they're not consistent right now they don't have the top two players uh, their top two players don't have the chemistry. They sh um the chem they have the chemistry issues. Ben Simmons is refusing to shoot. I don't think they're a team that can consistently beat a Celtics, a Raptors, a Bucks, even maybe a Heat in the seven game series. I just don't think that for now. And a lot of Philly fans, uh, they're saying that. Uh, Embiid and Ben some say Embiid and Ben Simmons aren't the problem. Brett Brown has to get fired. Uh, others are saying Joel Embiid has to go. Some are saying Ben Simmons has to go. Uh, but whatever they do, they're still gonna have an issue. Either they fire Brett Brown, they're still gonna have the issue that Ben Simmons is refusing to shoot. Or if you don't fire Ben Brown, uh, Brett Brown, and you keep uh, say you keep Embiid. Uh, no one, no one is gonna trade you a Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. No one's gonna trade you a Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons. So you still wouldn't get that key player you need f to go with them being by trading one of them. And say you keep Ben Simmons, you lose your star, your star center. You lose probably. In some people's eyes, the best center in the league right now. And you're stuck with the problem that Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. You're stuck with that problem. So, I don't know what the 76ers front office is trying to do. But I don't think right now they have a roster that they can that can consistently uh, beat uh, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks, or Heat in a seven-game series. That's just what I think. A lot of people may disagree. That's just what I think. Uh... So obviously the the Bucks are gonna beat the Magic. Um, honestly, the Raptors may easily 
it may be easier for the Raptors to beat the Nets in 4 than for the Bucks to beat the Magic in 10. Uh, actually, no, as I was saying, Jonathan Isaac may clamp up. Jan Jan Jonathan Isaac is injured, but still, Aaron Gordon can also clamp up Giannis. So, yeah, I think the Rap it would be easier for the Raptors to beat the Nets in 4 than for the Bucks to beat the Magic in 4. Uh, uh, but that's the end. Also, you may notice that I didn't do trade Thursday um, this week because the schedule is going to change. Uh, next week, it's going to be trade Thursday, and then the week after that is going to be top 10 small fours, wherever the top 10 shooting guards and top 10 point guards. Um, and then it's going to be uh, in two weeks. It's gonna Some weeks are going to be just the weeks that are trade Thursday. It's just going to be trade Thursday, and then the other weeks are going to be two episodes. An episode like this where I just sit down and talk about the bubble. But if something happens, I'll do a podcast in maybe a week that there's trade Thursday. If something really surprising happens, like the Magic took the Bucks to 7, um, the Nets took the Raptors to 7, the Trailblazers beat the Lakers, then I'll do a podcast. If... If even if there's a trade Thursday, but if there isn't, I'll just do a podcast like this, uh, where I just sit down and talk about the bubble and the top ten small forwards, point power forwards, or centers, whichever one happens. And then the next week I'll do a trade Thursday, and then so on and so on. Um, yeah, that's a wrap of the podcast. Be sure to listen to the next one. Peace.